0: I'm Maggie Perkins, and welcome to Abundant Growth, the podcast where you can tune in to be inspired by women entrepreneurs, creatives, coaches, and thought leaders alike. I believe that sharing each other's journeys is one of the best ways to expand your own vision for your life. My hope is that this podcast will plant seeds of hope, success, positivity, and abundance. All right, hello, everyone. On today's episode, we have the amazing Jessie Elder. She is one of my longtime friends that I met in college, and we have just always kept in contact and rooted each other Mm -hmm. on with leaving our nine-to-fives and pursuing our dreams. And she is super passionate about mental health, and she's an amazing writer And she also just loves to share. She's an open book and it's similar to me. And so I love that about her. And I'm just really excited for you guys to get to know her and to hear a little bit about her story. So, with that, I will go ahead and welcome Jessie on. Hello. Hi. (laughs) So good to see you on Zoom. I feel like I don't know the last time we saw each other in person, but thank God for FaceTime. I know.
1: yeah I know it's been probably since college
0: yeah it's been (laughs) so thankful for just being able to stay connected though so amazing
1: yes me too definitely
0: I just want to hear a little bit about your journey it's I know like you have shared a lot about your journey online but I think there's so much behind the scenes that I would love to hear about and I'm sure other people would also love to learn about. So if you mm-hmm. wouldn't mind just sharing like how you got to where you are now, that would be awesome.
1: Yeah. I, and I love that you said I'm an open book cause I truly am.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah. That. I've
1: been very, uh, I guess vulnerable online with my whole mental health journey and my career transition as well. So, um, I'm just enjoying, I guess that's the way I'm staying social lately is just sharing online. (laughs) So, well, yeah, where do I begin with this? I guess, because the two kind of intertwine my mental health journey and career transition. Um, So I, I grew up in Southern Illinois. That's where I went to college. SIUE, got a mechanical engineering degree because I was kind of taught growing up that, Uh, Money and stability and security was like more important than happiness. (laughs) So that was that I valued money a lot and security. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I got the engineering degree, was an engineer for three years and absolutely hated it. It was not for me. I was pretty. I just I've had generalized anxiety disorder my whole life, but it really shined through even more so than I could have ever experienced before during my time as an engineer. Like obviously the pandemic happened in the past few years. So there was a transition from like working in the office to working from home. But while I was in the office, I was like hiding in the bathroom, having panic attacks in secret and like crying and like kind of running away (laughs) a little bit. Like I'd get in my car and just take a drive for like an hour, instead of doing my work, and I come back just because mentally I just couldn't handle it. It was very stressful and boring, and not for me. That's all. And so mm-hmm. I kind of lost myself a little bit that year. I guess that's 2019 uh, because I'm like, wow, I I spent four years getting this degree, and if I have to do this the rest of my life, like those dark thoughts in my head are gonna probably you know lead to something very terrible. So. I have to make change. And uh, I just kind of, for some reason, leaned on like my inner child to tell me what to do. I read a book that kind of wow. highlighted that idea. And um, I was like, what did I like to do growing up? And I'm like, well, I sure did not just do math problems for fun or try to manage projects. I was, um, I was like a creative artsy little kid. Like I was always doing uh, I wrote stories and like playwrights who would make my, my siblings like star in my plays that I wrote and I love drew that. pictures and put art all over the house. Like I was just a creative like little fairy. I don't know. <laughs> but um, so I'm like, well, that's interesting. Like that's kind of opposite of what I'm doing because career, my career was very technical. So I this leads into, um, in in the middle of 2019, my family, my family and I went on a vacation to Florida and I just think something about like taking a trip and vacations just like always opens my mind to like a whole new perspective. It gets me away from all the stress in my life. And like, I swear I solve my problems on trips. Like that's a, that's been a consistent thing in my life. (laughs) I like have to run away a little bit and then figure out my life. Um, so on that trip, for some reason, I was like, mom, dad, can we go to a Barnes and Noble? And they're like, okay, like we're out there at the beach and you want to go to a Barnes and Noble? I'm like, yes, please. And I went to the writing section and I bought a book called how to write my first novel and read it in two days and then immediately started drafting my first novel. So that's kind of how I figured, all right, I need to be a writer. And so from then I like, I wrote a book. I'm still in the editing stages of that book, but, um, I started a blog about mental health because that's the topic of mine that I can't stop talking about ever. I'm obsessed with like emotions and my self-awareness just, yeah, I love mental health. So that's what I started my blog about. And then that led to, oh, wow, I really like writing blogs. Like I could make money doing this. So I became, I quit my engineering job bravely, finally, after setting myself up in a good financial situation. And became a freelance writer and now I write mostly blogs newsletters for various clients largely within the mental health industry and environmental industry because I love talking about I can write very well about those topics but I'm kind of just experimenting a little bit with different topics different forms of writing now and it's been a year of being a writer and I forgot to mention in there that at some point I moved out west which is also a dream of mine so I live in Utah and I'm a writer now the end it was very long but
0: <laughs> not long at all I mean <laughs> the journey is so it's it's never linear you know and, yeah. and it's the journey is so beautiful because you learn so much about yourself and you learn about your passions and I got chills when you said that like you went and read that book and then immediately started writing your novel the next day. Like that's so beautiful. And oh, thank you. And also like amazing that you listen to your inner child because I think we're so programmed to just go to school, get a good career, and then that's it, you know, and then deal with it. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I think. That's literally what I tell my clients I'm like you need to listen to your inner child because they're always going to guide you back to your true self. And your mm-hmm. inner child is always going to going to guide you to your happiness because when you were a kid you didn't have all those, you know, outside opinions and the the black and white of the basically the society that we live in now, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, That's amazing. Tuning into that is just, it just opens so many doorways. So I'm so happy you did that. And you're so brave, Jesse. Like, seriously, (laughs) like so brave. (laughs) But I mean, at the same time, like you every time that we have chatted about like your whole journey and everything, you've always been so sure. You're like, no, I, this is what I'm doing now. Like there's no back door. Like I am a writer now. And I love that about you. Like whenever I have days where I'm like doubting myself or I'm like, is this the right path? And I'm like, wait a second. Like I just talked to Jesse a week ago. And she's like, so just confident in, in your path. And then I love that about you. So Yeah. No, it's, it's really powerful (laughs) to hear that. Like you were, you had the, the knowledge to listen to your inner child and, and know that what was on the other side was going to be so much better. And yeah. yeah. I mean, I had self doubt and hesitation
1: a lot, like along this whole journey, but sometimes I don't know. I've just, I have a very strong, uh belief now in like I guess like believing in opportunities like maybe I'm just optimistic I guess I've just kind of realized there's so many opportunities out there like we can we're only holding ourselves back because we're all scared but I've just there's so much growth outside of your comfort zone and I've kind of gotten addicted to that I think a little bit like when I'm uncomfortable I'm definitely growing and I can't stop
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that kind of goes with like moving away from your friends and family too. Like moving out west, I'm sure. Like, of course, it's exciting, and and you're in a new, beautiful place. But it's also getting out of your comfort zone to be in a new place, learn new things, meet new people. And I think definitely moving is one great way to kind of get out of your comfort zone and to like really kind of get out of your own mind and like programming that you can be in when you're at home or where you grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then it really is like consistently every single day doing something that you're like, Oh, I could put it off for tomorrow and just being like, no, I think I'm going to do it like right this minute because otherwise like I'm going to regret this and, and it's going to yeah. help me grow and just consistently doing that every single day and showing up okay. for yourself.
1: Yeah. I, I, I know I was like a couple of years ago when you did that, get out of your comfort zone challenge. You remember that? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was like really significant for me. I mean, yeah. it was during a time where I was like, without realizing it, I was doing that for myself, like over and over again, because I was just so, I just to still back then. And now it's still like, I prefer to be like stressed and overstimulated, Than like depressed and unfulfilled so I'm like getting used to just pushing I guess continuing to push myself a little bit and that that challenge was awesome I loved it
0: I I think you've done like every challenge that I put out there so I
1: know the gratitude (laughs) one too I love them do
0: more (laughs) oh okay shoot I'll have to come up with the the next one um they're so fun and yeah Mm -hmm. just going back to the whole like stepping out of your comfort zone it's like there's this one quote where it's like, if you do the hard thing, the hard things consistently, they're no longer hard. You know, they they become easy if you do them every single day. And especially for us, because I also have generalized anxiety, it's it's constant. Like it's always, you know, things that even like other people don't even worry about, we're worrying about. And so
1: yeah, I think it's
0: a great way to overcome your anxiety because when you, do something that you're like, Oh, like I'm kind of stressed to call this person or I'm stressed to go, you know, make this commitment or even like go outside your home. Like, you know, sometimes it's stressful. And, but when you do it, it's like, you feel so much more confident because you're like, Oh heck yeah, I just did that. And then the next time you have to do something similar to that situation, you're like, okay, last time I did it, nothing bad happened. And I'm going to do it today and not even have to worry. So it's just, Mm -hmm. I think stepping out of your comfort zone is so useful for kind of overcoming your anxiety too.
1: I agree. And, Mm -hmm. and even my anxiety even helps feed into my like ability to step out of my comfort zone. I think it's like, they both complement each other because I mean, my whole life it's rare when I'm actually like at ease and comfortable, you know? Well, I mean when I was younger, it was different. I I would say more of my adult life. Like Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I'm like never comfortable or at ease. And that doesn't matter like what I'm doing. I could like not step out of my comfort zone at all and just be like perfectly like safe and like not growing, I guess, but I would still be anxious. And then I could do the exact opposite and put myself way out of my comfort zone and still be just as anxious. It's like, no matter what, I'm going to be anxious. No matter what, I'm going to be uncomfortable. At least right now in this chapter of life, because I'm accepting anxiety as like a part of me. It's like inescapable. Um, but I guess because I've always been so anxious and uncomfortable, it's like I'm familiar with that feeling. So it almost mm-hmm. helps. Like, I'm like, well, I'm used to having panic attacks anyway. Might as well just go do that on the other side where I'm probably gonna like grow a business or something. <laughs> I don't know. And then <laughs> Yeah. yeah just getting more familiar with it it helps just form habits like with anything when you form a habit to step outside of your comfort zone yeah you don't have to think about it you just kind of do it
0: yeah and Mm -hmm. something that I like to teach my clients is that you can like fear or anxiety are very similar and actually when so I teach them that they can make friends with their fear or their anxiety, yeah. and literally name it. Because I think when you do kind of silly things where it, it makes your fear, your anxiety feel less real and less like it's going to overcome you and you're like, okay, like stop that, whatever, Brittany, like stop messing with me anxiety. Like I know it's yeah. you. Like. <laughs> and. Then- whatever silly name you want to come up with you know
1: yeah kind of like if you are kind to your negative emotions they're going to be kinder back to you yes exactly
0: and Mm -hmm. and I found just like coming back to phrases that I'm like okay I can do this I've been through this before or like I'm going to get through this and learn so much or tomorrow is going to be better it's those are types of things that kind of just help you like in the moment, like, okay, I totally. can handle this. You know, it's, yeah. this is temporary. Let me let it pass. Let me let these thoughts come in, but I don't have to react to them. They want me to react, but I don't, I don't have to. And, yeah. and distractions really help too. Like being busy <laughs> distractions really help. For sure. Yeah. Because if I have too much time alone, which I
1: do as a writer, (laughs) I get very trapped and lost in my very chaotic brain. So got to get out of that sometimes. But I do also turn to anxiety affirmations in the moment to help get through times when it just kind of attacks,
0: you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. And like this, this last week, I, after coming home um, or coming back to Hawaii, after I had been gone for a week, I just had so many things to do. And I had been drinking and drinking, I know, is always, it worsens my anxiety. And on Monday, I was like, I cried it out and I was like, it's okay. Like, I know what this is. I know it's just that my, I don't know if it's my serotonin, my dopamine, whatever it is, it's depleted right now and it's okay. We're, we can handle this. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's just temporary Um, and it helps so much, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it's. Do
1: you find like with your anxiety? That you have to like find a reason every single time you're anxious. Like, why am I anxious this time? Like, do you have to? Do you do that? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it always turns into I'm anxious about being anxious about being anxious <laughs> about being anxious. Like it's just this weird loop. That's so. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. No. And it's, it's <laughs> really it takes just having like those exercises or just things that you can turn to and. Unfortunately, I think a lot of us actually have anxiety and we don't even know it because we're just self-soothing with our phones. And we're like, you know, like we're super anxious about a deadline or about a situation with a loved one. And we're like, oh, I don't want to think about it. So you get on Instagram and you scroll. And I think that's only worsening it because you're procrastinating, you're putting it off. And and so coming up with like healthy, like I have a list of like things that bring me joy. And so having like healthy things that I can turn to whenever I'm having, like, just kind of like a panic attack
1: instead Mm -hmm.
0: of, like, just trying to numb out, if that makes sense. Totally. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I I do the same thing. Like, Mm -hmm. the number one thing right now in my life that helps get me out of my funk, I guess, is just being outside and moving my body. Yeah. That helps a lot (laughs) oh absolutely! it's very a lot easier to do out here in Utah too because I'm surrounded by mountains and beauty but you can do it anywhere and I like to remind myself like nature doesn't have to be like you know the mountains or the ocean it could also be like your food or yourself like you are nature you know and it's just like calming to remember that like I can always return to myself which is nature and that grounds me
0: Yes. So yeah, I'm, I'm very connected to the outdoors that helps a lot. <laughs> oh, me too. And, and definitely moving my body. Cause I think that I will actually kind of get anxious if I haven't moved my body enough. And it's not that I'm anxious because, that, because I'm like, oh, I need to work out. It's more of just like, I have this like stagnant energy that needs to like move out of me. And like, I I believe that emotions just kind of tend to get trapped in your body and, Mm -hmm. and movement is like the best way to just kind of release that. And especially being in nature, like surrounded by beauty, you're just, you know, it takes you out of your, out of your head and out of that loop that will play in your head. Totally. Yeah. I like
1: that a lot. Um, it's very chemical. I mean, moving your body, but, um, I think, I really like to try to be present and mindful like that helps me so much with my anxiety because my anxiety is always putting my mind forward into the future worrying about what if later on what if what if am I gonna die like but right now I I do the what if things on repeat but what my therapist um, told me why don't you start asking yourself what is and I'm like oh I like that that's so simple so now I do that all the time like well if, if I notice I'm thinking about the future. I'm like, well, what is right now? And then I can focus on my senses and the fact that I'm safe in this moment. And it just really brings me down a notch.
0: (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I I have never asked myself that. So I'm going to have to start doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause honestly, I think sometimes anxiety can be so sneaky. Like it's like, you can feel like you're being productive. You're like trying to figure things out in your brain for like hours And you're, you're convincing mm-hmm. yourself that like, you need to like be thinking about it over and over. And it's like, actually you're getting nowhere and it's just stressing oh. you out even more.
1: But your yes. anxiety
0: is telling you like, no, you really need to think about, you know, like where you're, you're going to be moving in this next month and like figure out all the, all the logistics. And it's like, oh yeah, well, actually like it's unproductive because I'm trying to like do work, you know? And so, yeah like just catching it when it is being sneaky Mm -hmm. and like creeping up because that's when I feel like it can kind of just like take over and you're like, you just have to like have that awareness, especially just like that awareness of your body too. Because uh, when I start to like kind of get tense or like, I feel like I'm not breathing as deeply. That's when I'm like, okay, what am I thinking? Because my body obviously isn't relaxed and it doesn't feel at ease. So what is my mind doing? Because I think we need to, we need to sync it up here.
1: So, Yeah. Our thoughts definitely control our emotions in a lot of ways. It's just hard to control our thoughts sometimes, but we do have power over it and it, it takes practice and habit forming. But since like you were saying, you know, we get into these endless loops of, like, trying to figure out plan B, C, D, and, like, what, if this happens, then what are we going to do? Since I am obsessed with doing that, I'm, like, well, maybe I should just, uh, I don't know, use my interest in, like, analyzing my emotions with, um, like, apply some of my, the things I've learned through cognitive behavioral therapy. Like, they teach you a lot about negative thinking patterns, and there's, like, there's like 10 common negative thinking patterns that um, people tend to, I guess, loop through in their head. And one of mine is like jumping to conclusions or mm-hmm. making like should statements, like saying I should be doing this or, or whatever. Those are just two examples, but there's ways to combat those. So since I, I, I just basically put my energy towards recognizing what the negative thought pattern is and then figuring out how I can stop those negative thought patterns. And there's a lot of different ways to do that too. It's just takes experimentation to figure out what works for your brain.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I actually, so I'm doing therapy as well. Heck yeah for therapy, snaps for it. Um oh yeah, definitely. It's big advocate for therapy. (laughs) Yeah. it, It is uh one of my favorite appointments of the week. Um, It's uh, so I am actually not doing CBT. I'm doing um, OCD therapy. So that's been a new diagnosis for me this year. And it really, it took me down a, a notch for a while. And I think when you acquire a new diagnosis and this whole new process of healing from it, it can feel very daunting and scary and just kind of go through like this denial process. And that's, that was basically me at first. I was like, no, it's just anxiety. Like I don't have OCD. And the more research I did, I was like, okay, yeah, I do have OCD. So I finally realized like why I never really felt like I had made progress with CBT was, I, I needed ERP, which is like exposure response therapy. And, and it's helped me like a million times over, you know, compared to all these other different therapies I tried. And so, yeah, it really, I think when you're dealing with different mental health issues, it's, it really, it takes slowing down because it took me not having a nine to five and spending a lot of time alone. And just really listening to my thoughts and like realizing there was a pattern and Mm. realizing like, okay, I've actually had this like since I was little and I just thought it was anxiety. And so just, I think really overcoming or not overcoming, but working on your mental health takes really learning about yourself too. And like learning about what triggers you, learning about like, And you don't have to fully understand why you are the way you are, because I think sometimes that can lead you down like a a spiral, you know? And It's it's
1: better just be a little naive because our self-awareness is pretty advanced, I would say. (laughs) It's like slowly killing me certain days, but it's fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And you can spend so many hours a day just being like, oh, like this situation is the reason I am the way I am. And then like fixate on that. And and that's all just things in the past. And when you're focusing on the past, you're you're going to get depressed because like yeah. you're not living in the now and you're regretting things that have happened before. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I think when I first got my OCD diagnosis, I was so, I was analyzing everything for my life of like how I got here and like everything. And, and I've come to realize like, it truly is like, you have to just live now. And of course, like, it's great to have that awareness of different things that have happened in your life Mm -hmm. and, and know like, okay, like I am triggered because of this, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to be like regretful or like almost, I think I was just kind of like very upset that I had been through different things in my life. And it's just like, those are the things that have happened in the past. And and you have to focus on the now and just like, okay, what can I do now? Since like, X, Y, and Z has created me to be the way I am, you know? Yeah, that's great. I, I
1: just want to say like, you're really brave for sharing like a new diagnosis, you know, with social media, because that can be very terrifying thing to come to terms with. Like somebody, a professional tells you like, this is what's wrong with you. You know, it's like a a, defi- a defining moment defining thing and it is helpful to have diagnosis d- a diagnosis but I, I also like to remember we're all on some sort of spectrum like mm-hmm. obsessed obsessive compulsive disorder and anxiety like they both com- comprise a very normal human emotions like anxiety is a normal human emotion and I might have a like disorder quote quote but it's like everybody experiences anxiety it's just on somewhere in that spectrum and it doesn't have to mean I'm like incapable or disabled in a way like I can I'm, I'm still just a human experiencing the same thing that everybody else experiences in their own way right
0: yeah definitely <laughs> no and thank you yeah it was for a while there I didn't know when or if I would share it um because mm-hmm. I think it comes with a lot of different connotations and um, it's it's a very misunderstood diagnosis. Yep. Um, it's I'm not a neat freak. I'm not about cleaning. It's <laughs> yeah. a totally different type of obsessive compulsive um, disorder. But but yeah, it is very much just like being able to to share these types of things. Though I feel like helps you to be more empowered, and and to also help other people because I think you and I both know that. When we share our stories, people reach out to us and they're like, Yeah, me too, you know? And yeah. and we all sure. are on this spectrum. We all are a little crazy and it's okay. And like I think if we normalize like mm-hmm. that we aren't normal, <laughs> then it's yeah, yeah. It's, right. It like then- it's so helpful for people who may be struggling, you know. I love that. The open part of me, like my whole life,
1: I've always been told, like, you don't have a filter. Like, shut up. And to an extent, like, they were very right. I've always been very brutally honest, got in trouble all the time growing up by (laughs) speaking too much. And, like, my teachers are like, you can't say that, Justin. You can't do that. And I think uh, maturity, you know, helped me calm tone that down. But I still am that way in a lot of ways. And I think now, as an adult, I like to use it as a superpower. And that's, like... Like you said, just be open and honest about all the things that I struggle with, and the feedback I receive from people, like you mentioned, is it's so connecting. Like everyone's like, "Oh yeah, me too. I also have panic attacks in the bathroom at work." I'm like, thank you, I'm not alone. Like, yeah, uh, people just connect that way, and it encourages me to keep sharing. You know,
0: exactly, and honestly, Jesse, like one of my favorite things about you is that you're so brutally honest and so open. Like I, I think that's something that I've, I try my hardest to be, but like for you, it's so natural. And so I love, I love you for who you are. So don't ever change. Thank you. <laughs> I thank you. I've really kind
1: of, i I'm trying to be like, really compassionate though too when I do these things because I used to hurt people's feelings a lot with my honesty. And I know I'm sure I still do, but I try to be really aware and I'm like, it's one of my biggest fears is to like hurt people's feelings. I don't want to accidentally do that, even though I know I'm sure I do. But um that's been a challenge for me. Kind of finding a weird balance. It's like I have conflicting values. Like I want to be really honest, but I want to be really compassionate. And I also just want to like accept myself for being imperfect too. So maybe I'm going to hurt people's feelings and I shouldn't freak out about it. Or maybe I should, I don't know. It's hard to find a balance.
0: (laughs) It is, but I think it goes hand in hand because I think honesty always trumps like not being honest. I think that especially if it's something, you know, important, like you should always be honest and and Mm -hmm. be real with people because I will always like like, thank someone for telling me I, I effed up on something, or I should yeah. change something, you know, like, I would so mm-hmm. much rather them, you know, tell me instead of them, because maybe they'll be upset that they didn't say anything, you know, so right. mm-hmm. it's like, and you can't be in charge of other people's emotions, you know, you know like, some people are going to really appreciate your that honesty. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I just think that, it can be so isolating when we have these different diagnoses, quote unquote. And so like just being brutally honest and, and sharing about your experience is like always going to, to be better than holding back and Mm -hmm. helping other people feel like, okay, I'm not alone in this because some days it is, you know, it can feel lonely because people around you closest to you don't understand exactly what you're going through so yeah it's really important that's that's real sometimes I forget that too just because Mm
1: -hmm. I tend to surround myself with a lot of uh equally like I guess emotionally intelligent people you know Mm -hmm. so we have deep conversations and I'm like oh they get me but um actually just this weekend I went camping with one of my good friends and whenever we got back, we played this card game and it's called, we're not really strangers.
0: I don't know if you, I love that game. Okay. Yeah. so so
1: It has prompts that are very like deep questions, get you thinking about stuff you might not normally think about. And one of the questions was, what do you least understand about me? And her answer to that question was like your anxiety. And I'm like, I thought you got that. (laughs) Like, are you anxious? Like, that's good to remember. Like it's good to hear that feedback. And I'm like, oh, my anxiety, the honesty that I project with how I'm feeling at all times, like it's very noticeable to other people (laughs) clearly.
0: So yeah. yeah. And I mean, nobody's ever going to fully understand what we go through on a day-to-day basis because they're not in our minds and thank God they're not in our minds because they (laughs) 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 it's not always a great place to be, but you know, and that's okay. But, um, Yeah, nobody is ever gonna fully understand you can explain it until you're blue in the face, but it's it's when it comes down to it, like it's our own own thing that we just we have learned how to deal with every day. And yeah, yeah, it's as long as you have people around you who are empathetic, that's the Mm -hmm. most important part. And what what I did want to say is that I think that when you are someone who with the deals with mental health issues, you can oftentimes be so much more empathetic because you understand like people better. I think that people with anxiety, Mm -hmm. depression, like a lot of times can just be a lot more inclusive because you don't, you don't want to be that person. You don't want to put someone on the outside ever. And you want, you're just like an empath naturally. I feel like
1: I, I agree with that. And mm-hmm. I definitely can feel very drawn to people who are also like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. not to say like some days you're so like caught up in your own head. It's hard to to make space for other people. Sure. Um, but it's not that we don't want to. It's just that some days like it's too much. And um, yeah, some days it's, it's hard to be in a relationship. And you and I both are in very serious relationships and mm-hmm. how has that been for you over the years with Nino just he's he's amazing I know that that's mm-hmm. that. He is. how has that been for you um, too?
1: yeah because you know I've had long-term relationships before Nino as well and there's always just a different dynamic but also I'm like a whole different person then but mm-hmm. I don't know nothing can be compared but Nino Ha, Nino is a very logical, calm person, and that really grounds me. He's um, and he's also very willing to talk through feelings with me, which is amazing. So he's like basically my my logical therapist, and That's I appreciate that so much. <laughs> but he, um, we struggle with different things, mental health related, but um, he's he's a great support system, and yeah, I don't even know where to begin with that. What, how is like,
0: um, I think that's, you know, that's, uh-huh. that's key. As long as the other person is, is not going to make you feel like a, you're, you're losing it or like you're crazy, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, and B, yeah. they, they create space for you to, to talk through it or to just like, let it out a little bit, you know? Yeah.
1: That's a huge thing. Both of our love languages are is quality time. So that aligns up very well. But then my number two is like words of affirmation. And that's like his last or something. So we've had to adapt to each other's styles a little bit. And he's so good now at like validating my feelings. And he always reminds me like of the whole like spectrum thing. Like if I'm ever getting caught up in like being anxious about being anxious, he's like, anxiety is normal. I feel it too. Like you're just on a spectrum and like he's really good at normalizing everything. And that helps a lot.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. And and the fact that you feel comfortable enough to to talk to him when you are having like a hard day. I mean, that's, that's just yeah. amazing because I, I think like if you feel like you can't burden someone with it, or you can't, like, you know, tell them what you're going through, then it's just gonna make the situation worse, always. Yeah. You know,
1: I'm yeah. very appreciative of our communication abilities. <laughs> We're very honest with each other. And this more so happens to me. Like, sometimes if he's venting about something, I will tell him, like, I'm sorry, but I do not have space for this right now. Can we like set a time and we'll talk about it later. And he respects that and that's super nice, but he usually can always handle what I have to say. I don't know how, but good for him. But we do respect each other's space. We try to, it's always a challenge, but we do a good
0: job, I think. (laughs) Yeah, communication is key. And also love languages, like understanding what the other person needs and what you need. I, I wish I would have known that like, you know, so much sooner because it it's so important in relationships, especially at our age, like starting out and like getting to a serious point. I think if you aren't just aware of what the other person needs or even aware of what you need, then you can kind of almost be a little resentful to the other person because you're like oh they don't you know give me enough physical touch or enough affirmations and that's not their fault they don't know you need that mm-hmm. you know and I think a lot of girls especially can um be like oh he didn't make enough time for me or something like that and it's like well you have to let the person know that that's like what you need and and yeah, what you crave because otherwise they can't read your mind so oh, yeah really.
1: And then there's the whole part where like once you are both aware, you have to make bless you. You have to make an effort to actually adapt to what they need. And that can be hard, but yeah, it's good exactly. to know.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's the thing. Like once you tell a person, like, okay, I really would appreciate it if you could, you know, give me some more words of affirmation, like, I love you, or you're doing great, or you look amazing today. And mm-hmm. if they It can, it can be, you have to be patient. It can be a process Mm -hmm. of them learning how to give you the type of love that you need, but it definitely needs to be something that they value, you know, and that they, they see like really means a lot to you because otherwise Mm -hmm. I feel like it's harder to make those changes. But yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: I love thinking about love languages, like in all relationships too, not just a romantic one, because like the ultimate act of love for me is when people like give me their undivided attention, like anybody in my life or, and then in combination with the words of affirmation, like for me, words of affirmation are like validating, like you're safe, you know, cause I'm very anxious about not being safe. Um, it's not necessarily like, I, I love you. Like I, I, I always feel loved, thankfully, but we all have our own version of these love languages. And yep, I love thinking about those.
0: I love love. I love love so much. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, And then kind of switching gears here, going back to um, your writing, I would love to hear a little bit more about your blog and about your book, if you are open to sharing about that as well.
1: Yeah. Um, So as open of a person as I am about literally everything in my life, my novel is something nobody has read and barely anybody knows about, I think, well, there's been a couple of people who've read like the first two chapters and, and that's it, but just a couple. And I've only shared like my title idea with a couple of people. So limited, infor- limited information with that one, but.
0: No, I whatever. love that. I love the secrecy behind it. It's, yeah, like, it's one thing I'm actually
1: trying to keep private in my life. Like I'm so open about everything else, but <laughs> it is a romantic thriller. I'll tell you that. And it is centered around a girl who's kind of like me, I guess. <laughs> a little different though. Um she's just trying to find herself. It's it takes place in Colorado during the winter and there's a lot of like snow sports involved. So that's fun. <laughs> I love that. Oh my yeah. God, I'm excited. Yeah. But um she's just navigating through some very challenging times as she like makes the transition from graduating college to uh working it's kind of the time in between before she starts working and um there's some boy trouble involved very fun but it's a thriller so it gets pretty intense (laughs) oh wow I I love it's kind of of
0: spooky a little
1: bit in ways
0: oh I love just like thrillers especially like movies like if it keeps me on the edge of my seat like I will be watching the whole thing so I'm I can't wait to read it. Yeah,
1: without giving anything away, it, they're very different. But I watched the series "You," the Ooh. one about like, serial killer, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my book, but not quite. But yeah. that that'll that'll tell you something if
0: you've seen that. Oh my gosh, I loved it. I wa- I like yeah. binge watched it so fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Uh, my that's awesome. But um, yeah, my
1: and then my blog. My mental health blog. So I've kind of like branded my business as Jesse Elder, my name, because I just can't limit myself to one niche very well. I'm too multi passionate. I mean, it's very much mental health and personal growth, but I also write about sustainable living and like outdoor adventures, like and uh, travel. So I just can't limit myself fully, but it's very, it's very focused on mental health. <laughs> everything I really I write has a spin on how I'm feeling. So yeah,
0: <laughs> it all comes back to mental health, you know, it does. And yeah. yeah. No, I, I feel mm-hmm. the same way with just my business as well. It's, it's very hard to niche down, you know, as they say, so that's something mm-hmm. I'm actually working on, but yeah, I think being just a multi-passionate person too, it's, I think that's a wonderful thing to be like, mm-hmm. I've always said, like, I'm a jack of all trades and a master mm-hmm. of none. And right. it's not the okay. truth, you know, but it's, right. I think that when you have so many passions, it's, it's exciting. It keeps life exciting. Cause there's so many things that like lead you in different directions and yeah, no. And I, I, I love, I love your blog posts. Like I, I haven't read one in like the last couple of months, but mm-hmm. I just, when you, it just, I feel like it's so, I can connect with you so well through your writing. And like, I literally can like hear your voice. Like <laughs> as I'm reading through, it's, it's yeah. really special. I do write
1: in my voice very much. Like I don't change it to like fit a certain like voice of the brand. It's really just me. So yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it's, <laughs> it's special. you writing. I, it's, I honestly, like, I love reading but I don't read a lot of blogs, but I feel like <laughs> yours, I'm just like, it's so relatable and. Oh, and yeah. so nice.
1: Well, that's funny. Cause I don't really listen to podcasts, but I've listened to all of these episodes and I love them. I actually also, um, I shared your podcast with like my email list the other day because oh. I'm doing, so it's mental health awareness month in May. And I'm doing yeah. this like special project where every Monday I've been sending out like an email newsletter. Um, I called the project, Hi, I'm Anxious, because I'm like, oh, that's appropriate, <laughs> and it's all about how to cope with anxiety, basically, yeah. and um, just shedding light on different, like, mental health resources to help with anxiety, and there's, like, a grow, so there's, like, a no section, a grow section, and a connect section, and in the connect session, section of last week, I, um, like, recommended three, like, supporting or spending your energy on mental health brands, and I shared three brands and I included yours, even though it's not quite mental health, just because I mean, for me, it's it's really been significant with my mental health in combination with my business, like being an on, female entrepreneur, which is who you interview, and you every episode you're talking about like emotions. So
0: yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Thank you Definitely. so much, Jesse. I appreciate you. It's yeah, and that's the Thank thing that's what I love about this community is that we all support each other because we're all just out here trying to make a difference and, and help people become their (laughs) highest selves and, and to learn about themselves and just have the knowledge to empower them. And yeah. And I, I just, Mm -hmm. I always, I see you just always empowering people around you and through your writing and through social media and.
1: And you too, definitely. (laughs) You do
0: the same.
1: I'm very inspired by you all the time.
0: I'm so inspired by you. That's why I had you on here, because I'm just like, I want everyone to be inspired by Jesse Elder. I appreciate that. No, and I appreciate you. It's, I, this conversation, I feel like was just very, it got to the heart of just like how to deal with anxiety and, and different Mm -hmm. things, like with mental health and, um I just want people to know like they're not alone you know especially yeah, especially during this month it's it's so important to just be as open as possible because you never know who I, because I wouldn't have found out that I have OCD without people posting about it and being open about it and I'm so thankful right. for my friend Izzy who I reached out to her and I messaged her on Facebook Messenger and we talked about it and I was like wow like I finally like feel like I I understand what I'm dealing with. So it just, it's so important to, to be an open book and, and to inspire others and empower them. So that's exactly Mm -hmm. what you do, Jesse. So I'm so so thankful for you. Oh, thank you. I'm thankful for you too. Yeah. No. And before we go, I just wanted to Mm -hmm. ask you, what is like your number one go-to book? I know it's probably so hard for you because I'm sure you're an (laughs) avid reader, but just like, That's especially a like for mental health, what would be your go-to book?
1: Okay. I actually have an answer to this immediately, Um, but I want to, I go through phases of my life of like where I am an avid reader. And then I'm like, totally don't read it all for a while. So I'm in a dry stage. I haven't read a Well, I'm very slowly reading right now, but so I think it was in 2019 when I read this book that I'm going to recommend. It's called the art of happiness by the Dalai Lama. Yes. Mm -hmm. Your face tells me you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's Uh, so good.
1: I I I actually I'm not I'm not affiliated affiliated with religion or anything. And I'm just and I read that book and connected like that book's for anybody. Anybody can read that just because the Dalai Lama, you know, it's the words of him, but anybody could uh take something from that book. I that sparked something in me when I read that, like so many very valuable themes to. Absolutely. fall back on I have I don't know it's in the other room, but I want to show I would show you there's like I tabbed that book. There's like probably fifty tabs in there I, I wrote an essay on it that I just for myself I like took notes. That book is that was a good one, and I have to mm-hmm. it was given to me by like a a very a friend who was in my life for a very short time, and we just grew apart, but I have him to
0: thank for that book so. That's Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that, that book is very special. It, I, I still think about it. It's there's teaching. It, it really helps you just kind of like open your mind. I feel like because a lot of times with religion and spirituality, we can be very, very much put into a box. And in that book, yeah. it was it was just so mind opening. So I really, I really enjoyed that book too. So oh, yeah,
1: love that yeah. one. Recommend. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And then last question. Um, what is your word for 2022?
1: All right. I'm, I'm going to say it's peace and it's not necessarily because I am feeling uh, that peaceful. Cause it's just my goal. Like that's my intention for this year. Um, yeah. I do this I, every, at the end of every year, the last three years that I've written blogs, my last blog post of the year is poetry. And I wrote one poem at the end of 2021 called the color green. And it's all about like peace and like how I, I just, the color green for me, it's like, it's nature, it's peaceful. It's refreshing. It's like alive. And I don't know. So maybe my, maybe my word is green, but it's like, I've just been, that's,
0: it was like my uh intention for the going into 2022. I love that so much. And that's so funny because I was really coming up with words yesterday on my birthday. I was just thinking like, what are some words that I want to take into this new year of my life? And, and peace was one of the first ones that came up for me too. It's, I think it's just also protecting your peace and, you know, Mm. not having those boundaries because I think for people who are, I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. I don't know about you, but it, Sometimes you have to protect your peace and you can't say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. That's been a difficult thing I've had to learn, Mm -hmm. I
1: guess, at the end of last year. um, Protecting boundaries and not, I don't know. Yeah, sometimes saying no is just what you have to do to benefit your own mental health.
0: Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Because we want to say yes to make others happy, Mm -hmm. but in the end it stresses us the heck out and it does not bring peace. And yeah, so that's, and especially as an entrepreneur and your own boss, like you have to, to have those boundaries and know when enough is enough. Like I can't take on anymore. So yeah, that's that's a great word. And I'm taking that into my year 27. So that's yeah happy birthday which
1: was yesterday
0: <laughs> thank you thank you so oh. much and thank you so much for getting on here and, and chatting with me jesse it's yeah it's thank always... You for having always <laughs> of course it's always amazing talking with you so you too have a, You're wonderful... a bright
1: bright happy light in my life <laughs> same with you
0: <laughs> <laughs> so have a wonderful rest of your day thank and you you too we'll chat soon yeah.
1: Sounds good.